welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 1, Episode 10, Pilers. The original air date for this episode is December 9th, 2016. Today for us, yesterday for you. It was directed by Lee Rose, who's done uh, True Blood, he's done Grace and Frankie, or she, I don't know. Um, mm, yeah, good point. Actually, I think Lee Rose, I think we did determine that was a female director when we were trying to figure out if a female had ever, ever directed yeah, an episode yeah. before. Um, and it was written by Brian Durkin. Um, why don't we describe this episode in brief? Uh, in this episode, MacGyver returns to his hometown, well, him and Bozer's hometown right. of Mission City, to kind of like reconnect with uh, the school, and amidst there, they run into a kidnapping plot. Right. They're supposed uh, to be on vacation, mm-hmm. but they're uh, suddenly they're on a case. Yeah, and why they brought Jack and Riley. Yeah, uh, they brought the whole team, just they, by coincidence. Yeah, exactly. The only one that they didn't invite was Thornton. <laughs> yeah. That's awkward. <laughs> why um, am I here? <laughs> uh, but we start this episode already in a high-speed chase, mm-hmm. not unlike... I think it was metal saw the second episode yeah um where they're in but they're in north korea to, yeah on their way yeah. to south korea but here it's just a regular police officer in northern california yeah here they're in north california yeah which uh yeah north Not- california is is basically the dictatorial mm-hmm. uh, opposition to southern california uh where we live you know nobody in northern california has anything to eat because we take all their water that's right <laughs> um it's our water yeah so right at the beginning of the episode, it just looks like Jack and MacGyver are breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not unlike the opening gambit to uh, Enemy Within. Yeah, absolutely. From the first season of the original series, where MacGyver's having to climb up over the hood and do things to the engine while the car is in motion. Um, in that episode, it was because the brake line had been shot. shot yeah, so, by the, the, the Stasi or... Yeah. And so he had to pump the steering fluid into the brake line so they mm-hmm. could stop the car. But here he's trying to speed it up. So he actually uses like a tiny homemade bomb to blast the hood off the car. Which yeah. I feel like if you're going fast enough, you can just tear that thing off the car anyway. Yeah, but I think that was the whole pro- the whole problem with the car is enough. that the yeah. car isn't going fast because enough. Because they're driving a green screen green minivan. They keep calling it a minivan. Yeah, they call it a minivan, but... And it did have a sliding door. It just seems really short. Yeah, it, it looked more like a station wagon, the way just based on the proportions. But I guess it was a it was a mini minivan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they they what does he fill the can with? Um, he's got a big huge jug of uh, hydrogen peroxide. Well, the the can that he blasts the hood off. Oh, a uh, road flare. Oh, okay. So he, yeah. did he grind it up or did he just... Um, I think he just broke open the flare. Oh, okay. And, and he poured the powder into yeah. like half of a crushed can. Yeah, and he, and he, had, he, had, a, he had the can like... Uh, yeah, so he cut the can in half and then he folded the top so the explosion would be forced upward. Right. And then he jammed it into the, the hinge of the hood so that they could blast it over the car. And it almost hits the police officer mm-hmm. driving behind them. Which is what I thought the plan was going to be. Right. I thought the plan was to, to like blind them by covering. Yeah, his like windshield. or like it would crash into the other car or something like yeah. that. But then, uh, then he needs peroxide so that he can get the car to speed up. Yeah. So he dumps it into the carburetor. With Nas to get yeah. the car to move faster. Um, and that seems to work for a while. Um, but that's basically where we cut from this opening gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, when we come back from commercials, it's eight hours earlier. 
And they're in the same car. They're in the same but, car, undamaged, and we have uh, Riley and, and Bozer in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is still Northern California. They're going to MacGyver and Bozer's childhood home and junior high school. Right. Uh, not Minnesota in this season. Yeah, not Minnesota. In this series. Uh, Mission City, though, we've had that before, I feel. What, what was... Wasn't... Was that the name of MacGyver's... What was the name of MacGyver's hometown? It could have been his hometown in Minnesota in the original series. That's, that's what I figure, but... Um, I know, like... Uh, or actually the city where Richard Dean Anderson was born. Yeah, he was born in Mission City, Minnesota. Yeah. That's what I knew. The character was. Yeah, exactly. See, I knew I knew I remembered it. So they're they're bringing that over from the original series. Right. But they're they're putting Mission City in California instead mm-hmm. of Minnesota. I mean, that's I that's fine. Yeah. It it's a new series, it's a rebooted character. He doesn't have to be from Minnesota. And if you want to call this a sequel series and we just haven't unveiled the fact that he is the previous MacGyver's son mm-hmm. or grandson, then that's where he ended up in California. So yeah. it would make sense that a relative would be would live in California, but um, but yeah. So we they pull up to the school, and as they're walking up, Bozer and MacGyver are kind of leading a tour, and uh, uh, Mr. McAllister walks yep. out of the the school to say hello to them. Yeah, actor uh, actor John Hurd uh, is playing their old science teacher, Mr. Harrison. Right. And uh, I guess he invited MacGyver. I guess he every year he invites MacGyver to come speak to the class, and he turns him down every year. Right. Um, but this, this year, is the he, first time he's agreed to come. Yeah. So that's why he brought Bozer along, and that's why Bozer brought Riley and Jack came along too. Yeah. Uh, it's also an important running joke that uh, Jack rented the car, and it was not the car that he wanted. It was right. the, the it was the only car he was told was left on the lot, which and for some reason he couldn't tell by looking at the lot. Yeah. What was left. Because apparently the, the lot in Mission City, California, was so big mm-hmm. that he couldn't tell what cars were left and what weren't. Uh, so they head into the class, and MacGyver is kind of like in, introduced, and then he... Is the implication that John Hurt just walked out of his classroom and waited outside with um, a bunch of students in I think room? it was supposed to be before the school day started. Okay. Um, so, so he was there for the whole school day because he's there until class lets out. Well, I imagine that he, the teacher, teaches multiple classes. Oh, okay. So I mean, he might have just like had a period off and then mm-hmm. was taking them in. Yeah. As as that particular class was starting. Uh, so you know he talks to the class and uh, there's a very inquisitive uh, girl who's asking a lot of questions. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely getting a taste of Ugly Duckling. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I right right around here I started to get worried because every time we were introduced to one of MacGyver's professors in the previous series, they would be killed. Yes. Usually fairly instantly, with the minor exception of the one whose son tried to nuke him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, aside he, from that, everybody he lived. dies. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, the, but he's got a horrible tragedy now with his son in jail. Yeah. Uh, the girl uh, who's asking all the questions, and they're very like technical questions that MacGyver's capable of answering but everyone seems like really like confused and bored by their by their banter with each other yeah um uh her name the actress is uh amaya miller uh it's funny because i just watched the the new trailer the trailer for war of the planet of the apes came out today right yeah and so i was like like she's 
It's a big day for her. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of she's kind of featured in it a little bit, um, and uh, and so I was like, oh, okay. And uh, so when MacGyver realizes that he's losing the class a little bit, uh, he decides, hey, how, how about we blow something up? Yeah. Um, which he doesn't do. Uh, he does a a like just like a quick chemical reaction, like a yeah, a more modern take on the the uh, baking soda volcano. Yeah. Which is the elephant's toothpaste thing that I've seen a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of gifs online about that. Yeah. But it will play an important role Later in, in, the in the episode. Yeah. So after the class is over, uh, Riley and Bozer are kind of like walking around the school as Bozer's always trying to impress her. Uh, MacGyver takes a moment to talk to the young girl because Mr. Harrison, his teacher, had said, oh, she's such a bright student. She's like as smart as you are. But she's become kind of reclusive lately, um, and uh, so MacGyver decides to sit and have a talk with her. Right. And while they're talking, uh, a group of thugs come in, and your worst fear almost comes to life. Yeah. Because they just go straight for the teacher, and they one-punch knock him out. Yeah, and we don't see him again for the rest of the episode, nope. so I'm pretty sure he died. Yeah. I'm I, just going to assume. It's just – I mean, he, he has a, just a glass jaw, yeah. and it shattered he into his brain. knocked out cold uh macgyver tries to fight them off by uh like i guess it was just like a canister of liquid nitrogen uh sitting out so he just dumps it in dumps it in a sink as a distraction but it doesn't seem to distract anyone yeah. or impede anyone's progress and then a guy comes at him with a knife and he defends himself macgyver defends himself with like a textbook but the guy stabs Stab straight through all it. the way through the textbook. Like I would expect the blade to just slide one way or the other across the cover, yeah. or just but it goes right through the just book. Just through the book. And uh, and then MacGyver throws the book at him. Aha. Presumably not, not with, until the very end of the episode. Yeah. Presumably with a knife still stuck in the yeah. other end. Yeah. Ha ha. You stabbed him. I just hit him with a book. <laughs> uh, before MacGyver can react to Valerie's abduction. Uh, he's tasered in the neck. Right. Which is, yeah, it's, from what I understand about tasing, it's uh, pretty harsh. Right. Basically, the, what we learn from this scene is that even if Kevin from Home Alone had been home with his father, he's, he's, there still would have been a, a terrible danger. Yeah. Because uh, the, the, the guys would have broken in yeah. and uh, just punched out just his father. punched him out, and then he would have been home alone all over again. Someone uh, posted something online like if if Home Alone was made now, yeah, and it's like Kevin, oh, yeah, he just shoots him. <laughs> no, 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 oh. Kevin, Kevin, like goes, Mom, Dad, like you just see him looking out, and he, and he texts, Mom, Dad, you left me home, and the mom says, Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm getting off the plane right now, I'll be home in ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just the end. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely wouldn't work now. So MacGyver and Jack now head over to Valerie's father. Uh, to I guess to inform him that the child was abducted. I'm assuming he's already knows, but I guess maybe to ask him more questions. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he's he's acting like he knows she got taken, but pretending that he doesn't know who took her. Yeah, and also he like he seems to have gotten the same instructions. No that they did of not calling the police. But which, why in Hearts of Steel when they told the dad whose daughter had been kidnapped, mm-hmm. don't call the police. MacGyver got there and said. Why didn't? Why aren't the police here? And he said, "Well, they said not to call the police." And he's like, "Call the police," mm-hmm. because that's what MacGyver would do. Also, she was abducted from school property. 
they're the school is the going to get sued yeah into the ground yeah the school is going to call the police they're yeah. not going to not call the police yeah there, there should be faculty taken. and students all over the place out in the hallway mm-hmm. out in front of the school there should be parents lined up with cars but somehow this is like uh, the school's completely abandoned and every kid that just left the classroom just evaporated yeah uh so yeah it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous yeah. but Mr. Lawson uh, is played by actor Jeremy London, right. who we uh, we were talking about before this episode that IMDb didn't have a full credit listing for everyone in this episode yet. Yeah. And the only person that had a credit was Mercurio, who plays the bully cop later. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So this this and John Hurd were the two surprise names yeah. in the opening credits. So Jeremy London, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, is one of the two stars of Mallrats. Right. Him and uh, uh, Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even call him <laughs> Star Wars. He is the main character. Yeah. He, but. Well, I mean, it's the, I feel it's the two of them, really. Yeah. Because it's about their two girlfriends. Yeah, and, I guess. And them. But. It just seems like his character doesn't have much to do. And they most of the time it's just Jason Lee talking and yeah. interspersed with stuff with Jane Silent Bob. That's true. But I, I still feel it's a buddy film. Sure. A Brody film. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Brody, uh, buddy, buddy, <laughs> buddy. That's a that's an Incredibles reference. Yeah, and also still a Jason Lee reference. Mm-hmm. They were making a Mallrats reference in a Pixar movie. Unheard of. Unheard of. But we heard it. <laughs> yeah. And so have you now. Uh, Mr. Lawson is being very sketchy, very like. Like oh you know uh, I don't want I don't want you guys here because you're putting her life in danger just by being here because they don't want cops and Jack's like saying hey look you were the people you call when you don't want the cops involved yeah. um, and he seems like to almost like appreciate like the gesture but he says no you guys got to go yeah you got to get out of here yeah I take care of this I'll watch you out. and they're like uh, okay and they kind of back out of the room and just let him think he's taking care of it himself but they they also as they're painting across his living room we're seeing all these photos of him in a race car because mm-hmm. he's like a stock car driver which reminded me of collision course yeah absolutely that, but i mean there's not much to it aside from that because the 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 person who is committing the the felonies in collision course was like a part of the pit crew not the mm-hmm. actual driver right um but that also had like a daughter in it who's yeah who's separated from her father um and then the other the other episode that I was feeling a little bit of in here was Live and Learn at the very beginning when the teacher's like letting him take control of the class and right. stuff like that. Helping a troubled student. Yeah. Not that but, she was like troubled like the way that that other kid was troubled. Yeah, troubled more like the way uh, Lafferty was troubled yeah. in Ugly Duckling. Um, I always confuse Jeremy London with Nicholas Brendan in my head because their names are okay. similar. And they, they, there is like a history of like arrest and drug abuse stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also both have identical twin brothers. Really? Yeah. That's insane. And I don't know why, but that, that I always, as a result, mixed them up. I didn't even know that either of them had identical twins. Yeah. Well, I guess because Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander on Buffy, there's mm-hmm. a couple episodes that his twin brother was in the episode. You know what? I do remember that now. And I, I don't know if, if – I think Jeremy's brother's name is Jason. I don't remember if the two of them have ever acted alongside each other mm. in anything. 
but for whatever reason, that's I always confuse those guys. Yeah. But so MacGyver and Jack move back out to their green minivan, like super conspicuous vehicle across the street. Yeah. And pretend that they're hiding to keep an eye on the guy. And uh, MacGyver just starts destroying the car. Again. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's about to pry open the dash, and Jack's all, whoa, 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 whoa hold on, I'm liable for all the damages to this thing. Uh, so, but, you know, he convinces him, and MacGyver... The kid's more important than your bank account, so... Yeah, so he rips the entire, like, computer system, entertainment system from the center console. Right. But it's like... You know, it's like your GP. It's like a it's like a, a multi-unit unit, but it all comes out in one big chunk. Yeah. And he starts taking it apart to get to the CD player laser. Yeah. And the basic concept is that he's going to bounce the laser off of the window of the house and then oh, yeah. turn and the on, vibrations on the, in the on sound. On the way out of the house, they also steal a, a solar-powered like light from mm-hmm. the yard. And so that the solar panel, the solar cell on the top of it is going to collect the light coming back from the window so that way it, they're getting a, a reading of yeah. how the light is moving and somehow they fed it back into the speaker system so mm-hmm. that it's, it's it must be freeing for this series to not have to like test things and make sure that they work in advance yeah exactly it's just like did. yeah the the science is there yeah i mean i mean i un, i can comprehend the ingredients mm-hmm. but they wouldn't work together in this way exactly not this conveniently this is like the scene in in like uh, was it a kid in King Arthur's court where he uses a CD player laser to to blast the chains off of like a girl who's chained up? Does he really? Yeah, like he just opens it up and just like like he opens up the lid and it's like and it slices through metal. Yeah, Jeez. Like, that's what? a really durable CD player <laughs> or really durable CDs. Yeah, but if it, <laughs> that's like, true, it just, it just burn right through them. <laughs> What if we just turned down the intensity? We wouldn't have to make these CDs so of yeah, <laughs> titanium. <laughs> so uh, while this is going on, I wasn't quite sure what what Bozer and Riley were doing because it seemed like Bozer's still trying to give him a her a tour. Yeah, like they don't know that a girl got kidnapped and that they left the school. Yeah, and and so it's because they seem like they're acting really really casual. Yeah, but it's as like, soon, oh yeah, we used to climb this old tree. Oh, mm-hmm. the tree's gone. But then once they get into the room that they're in, getting into, you find out oh that this was part of their task. Yeah, was to get into to get the security footage. But they don't seem to be in any hurry. Yeah. Also, again, this is a school with security who probably haven't left since the school day only just ended. Yeah. That you would be able to go to them, and they would have called the police by now, but. None of that's happening. None of that's happening. And we, we move back to Jack and MacGyver, who are listening in now on a conversation mm-hmm. with their laser microphone, which we also had in the, the episode The Wall Yeah. back in the day. Um, but yeah, so they're listening in, and basically it turns out the guy like is going to head out right now and mm. track down the people that took his kid. Yeah. Um, do do they have any information from Riley and Bozer yet? Well, not yet. What what they're going to get is uh, from the security footage. They get a partial plate. Right. But the key uh, thing that Bozer looks at is all the added details on the car. Right. That they had a lot of like special modifications to them. And Riley says that it would take too long to hack the DMV, even though I feel like previously we've hack the DMV mm-hmm. instantaneously. Yeah. And we probably will again next week. Well, I, I think I think it was more of the fact that they only had three letters on the plate. And yeah. 
it would they you would have such a long list right. of potential cars. And but since Bozer's looking at the other details, he decides that it has to be someone like with an interest in vehicles and mm-hmm. modding cars, and so he decides to check the local shops. Right, and, and there's only one shop there. that would fit the description of those cars. And the only reason he was able to get this information without a warrant from the shop is because now that we're in MacGyver and Bozer's hometown, mm-hmm. it's a friend of theirs who works at the shop. So yeah. he's able to get the information directly from yeah. the guy. All, all, all the people that they used to know, or at least a, a good portion of them, still live in the town. Yeah, and operate as members of the cast of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I mean, that's not uncommon for, like, small small towns. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you, you if you live in a small town, especially a rural small town, you... You know, you you go to public school and all that stuff, but you you usually go back into what the family yeah. does for a living. It just seemed a little convenient that not just one but two different characters that play into them catching mm-hmm. these guys happen to be friends of theirs, or not friends. Yeah, in, in the case true. of the cop. Yeah. Uh, so uh, once they realize that the mechanic who modded the cars was the little girl's father. They right. figure that that well that that's it. He's he is the the connection. He, yeah. The Jack's assertion they successfully connected him to himself. Yeah. Jack's assertion is that he kidnapped his own daughter. Yeah. Um. To what end we don't know, or he doesn't know, but yeah. he believes that he's involved. Uh. So when they go to confront uh, Mr. Lawson with this new information, he takes off in his like muscle car and drives down the street. Right. Uh. So MacGyver starts looking at the the tread pattern. So he says, you know, based on like the tread pattern, he can tell that those tires are for both street and off road. And the way that the car handled the it skid out into the turn, uh, it's got really good suspension. And so Jackson is planning on off roading. Mm-hmm. And uh, also based on some of the uh, dirt that's come off of the tires, red clay, red clay. So very unusual. And only what does he say basalt or something like that. Um, he calls it something. Uh, I didn't. I didn't take a note on on the particular thing other than that it was red clay. Yeah. Uh, but he but says he knows where that is around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only one like local area that would have it. Uh, so they start heading out that way, and on the way there, we get kind of the reason because this whole episode, MacGyver's like not been too happy to be back in town. He's kind of like frumpy and. Bozer keeps trying to cheer him up, but he's MacGyver's really apprehensive about being in the town. And it, the reason is because ever since his mother died, he hasn't felt like this has been a place for good memories. Right. And so and then Jack makes it about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> starts talking about uh, an, an experience that he had. It was after his father's death where he basically thought that he, he he thought he felt his dad's presence encouraging him to do something, and so he decided to do the thing. And he had as much fun as he had had since his father passed away. Mm-hmm. And he felt like his his dad's spirit was there with him. Uh, at this point, in order to shoehorn uh, Patricia Thornton into the episode, she calls. <laughs> she she calls, um, and everyone is just ignoring her calls, like sending it straight, straight to voicemail, except for Bozer. Who is so excited about being a spy? He says, "Oh, I'm, I'm getting a call from personally Ooh, from Thornton at HQ." Yeah, uh, so he answers the phone, and of course Riley is like, "What are you doing?" And so Thornton, uh, Thornton starts grilling Bozer about where is everybody? Why is no one answering their phones? Yeah, and Bozer is forced to uh, diarrhea of the mouth his way of yeah. trying to get an excuse out. 
And he settles on that they're at a movie, but that he's the only one that's not in the movie. Yeah, because he went for a he walk. Went for a walk to clear his head about his friend being a spy for the third episode. Yeah, yeah. He's still so confused. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like, oh god, this is this is gonna this get drive Pat nut. <laughs> it's like I'm still mad about you being a spy. Yeah, you're gonna have to apologize again at the end of this episode. <laughs> Uh, so then he, he just hangs up on her, basically. Yeah. He, 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 uh, he says... Oh, signal? Uh, cuts off. Oh, so okay. that was pretty good, right, Riley? It's like, no, that was not good. If she wasn't suspicious before, she is now. It was a really funny moment for, in my life where, um, I was, uh, talking to our mutual friend, Matthew. Um, but for the first time in my life, I had laryngitis. Oh, yeah. I'd never had laryngitis before. And so I was barely able to get words out of my mouth, and so I was supposed to be meeting him, and I'm, I'm on the phone with him, and like I'm trying to tell him where I am and like how I'm on my way. So and he just goes, "Richard, I'm really sorry. I think our reception's bad. I can't hear anything you're saying." <laughs> and I was just like, "No, it's not the reception. <laughs> um, uh, this is just how I talk. This is how I talk now. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my life now." Uh, I don't know. I that made me think of that yeah. little anecdote. Uh, so they find Lawson uh, loading up bags of uh, cash. I can't remember exactly how they pinpointed where he was. I think they, yeah, they go to the area where the red clay is, and it's literally just like a 200-square-foot patch that mm-hmm. we never knows about. And when they get there, there's a little hut, and he's coming out of it with a bag of money, yeah, which so, he throws in his car. So MacGyver, when he, he spots them, he gets into his car, but MacGyver's been already is like quick on the draw here. He's already got like a rag stuck to a stick, and he shoves it into the tailpipe. Yeah, which causes the car not only to backfire, but kind somehow of somehow completely disable the vehicle. Yeah, it, it, like, like in a permanent way. Yeah, it blows it. It blows up like the engine block somehow. Yeah. Uh, so now he's super upset because he needs to make this drop, or his daughter Valerie yeah. is going to be he killed. Has, he has an hour to get an hour away with this money. And. Uh, the whole reason that he's doing this is because he had been running like smuggling jobs right. for this group of thugs. And when he wanted to quit, uh, that's when they, they kidnapped his daughter. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not going to quit. You're going to keep doing this for us. Uh, so now MacGyver and Jack, obviously like they understand the whole situation. So now they're going to make the drop. Now, we- if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. we don't see him again for the rest of the episode. Correct. That's so weird. Yep. That's really weird. We see her again. Yeah. The 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 daughter. Yeah. But. He's gone for the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's so bizarre. No I don't closure. know why he wouldn't force them to bring him with them. Yeah. There's more seats in the car. Yeah. Or or even get there and do the switch, which happens up next, is that Jack tells MacGyver to get out because they're yeah. only expecting one driver. It's, it's like, like they only had one shoot day for, for mm-hmm. Jeremy London's part. So he's going to be one in this house and one in Down this the street at this, at this little hut so now uh jack and macgyver are heading over to to make the money drop so they're but they're in they're still in their like crappy minivan and uh i guess the police have been alerted because they're out in full force yeah there's Um, like four of them in this like one square mile mm -hmm. they they never really I, i didn't get the impression that that what these guys were doing was a matter of uh of like awareness to I, the I cops. I honestly think yeah. they're they're implying that there's just that was the patrol net in this particular area. Yeah, I, okay. I don't, it doesn't even seem like they've been they're on a call. But uh, um, 
Bozer is back at the high school putting one of their science lessons to use by building a satellite, like out of or not a satellite, but antennas, an antenna. a series of antennas. He's building them out of like uh, like oboes and flutes and stuff yeah. like that from the band uh, from the band rooms. That's how he got his nickname, Obozer. <laughs> Um, he sets up two antennas uh, on the school property, and the third antenna for the triangulation is uh, MacGyver's phone. Right. So with that information, they're able to – Scan the area for radio signals. Mm -hmm. And they're pinpointing now where the local police are in communication with yeah. each other. And instantly, like it's a poke map, mm -hmm. suddenly <laughs> Riley yeah. has like – Google Maps with all three police cars on it right. so she can see exactly where the cops are. And they're all moving at, like, perfect speeds. Yeah, no lag or anything. And uh, so they think they're in the clear because they're able to avoid all these patrols. Again, unless they were alerted, why would they be upset that there was a car driving around? Yeah. I guess because they were planning on speeding. That's true. Uh, uh, but, of course, now they drive past a cop who apparently didn't have his radio on, which is a little suspicious. Did he not have his radio on, or was it because he was in, like, a canyon, so the radio signal didn't uh, pick it up? MacGyver says that he must have not had his radio on. Okay. And that's the only explanation we get to why he wasn't on the grid. Yeah. So now the we're back at the beginning of the episode. Right. Where MacGyver, like, blows off the hood, and uh, Riley is able to use their antennas to scramble... Yeah, are they doing the um, what's what's the word from Deathlock? Yeah, uh, like the heterodyne. Heterodyne, but the, he, you can't. These antennas are receiving antennas. They're yeah. not broadcasting antennas. Yeah, so you, he you, should be able to send a message, but like he shouldn't be able to tell that his message isn't being sent. Yeah, or well, no, he, he, he she can't interfere with their signal with these antennas. You you would need like so much electricity because oh, it's not a microphone. It's just yeah. It, it's it, it it's like the antennas on top of a house. I mean, it's yeah. just it, they're just for receiving. They don't broadcast. They um, the the amount of energy that you would require to broadcast a signal over that much range to knock out communications. She doesn't have a license for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she does. I don't know. Uh, but either way, this yeah, cop is not able to communicate with the other. Police exactly. Who continue about on their merry way? So now we see MacGyver does the again the hood explosion, hydrogen peroxide into the engine, and they get away. Uh, but they shouldn't the, have gotten away for very long because even with the minivan sped up, the police car should have been able to handily keep up with it. Mm -hmm. But then the car like rolls to a stop on the same road. Yep. So the police officer should have been right behind them, or fast approaching this interaction. But, but you know that car was. Was too well disguised yeah. with the bright green. And then, like, 10 feet off the road, we see a bunch of kidnappers and their cars parked, mm -hmm. um, waiting for the money to show up. So, uh, Jack has MacGyver get out because they're only expecting one driver. Right. And also, they've seen Mac before. Right. Uh, so, probably a good idea to get out. Yeah. So, MacGyver moves through the woods to come at them from the other side. Yeah. He grabs a can an aerosol can of uh, something. Yeah. Um, and in then Jack's like, what's that for? And he said, I don't know yet. It may have been – I'm not sure what the can was, but it may have been like that quick inflating I th that's stuff what I thought for a tire. For, yeah, when you get a flat and you have to spray it into the tire. Uh, so Jack is uh, wonderfully talking his way through things of like 
oh, you know, he couldn't make it, so I'm here to get the girl. Yeah. And, and he shows them, like, the money, is, and he's all, by the way, this wasn't the vehicle that I requested. I yeah. just want to make sure we're clear about that. <laughs> uh, of course, the guys see the money, and they realize, well, we're just going to keep blackmailing him with the girl. Yeah. We're going to keep her. And, uh, and for some reason, Jack says, okay, well, here's the money anyway. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, he's not my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> Why even go there with the money? <laughs> I just took you know the what? money. You know what? Uh, I have the money, and you have the girl. Just take the money. I don't need the girl. Bye. <laughs> Is that my daughter in there? <laughs> have you ever seen that the video where the guy keeps saying that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, man. It's not her. Not her. <laughs> That's a boy. <laughs> I can find that video. I'll post it on the yeah. uh, on the show notes. It's really uh, funny. Yeah, it's it, a take on Mystic River. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how relevant that movie still is anymore. Oh, everybody's talking about Mystic River. <laughs> Everyone loves Mystic River. <laughs> <laughs> the Clint Eastwood best, classic. Best picture, two thousand six. I don't know. Uh, that was Clint Eastwood, right? Directing that. Sounds right. I just watched Sully. It was oh, okay. Yeah. Did he direct that? Yeah. It, it was okay? It was okay. Yeah. No, just okay. Yeah. It seems like not much story. Uh, so while Jack is distracting them with conversation, MacGyver's uh, come up behind one of their cars with the inflating uh, tire stuff. Right. And he jams it with a log against the right. tires of the car. He goes into an explanation that uh, Jack is trained to distract enemies with loud noises. And that, then as a result, his military training precludes him from being distracted by loud noises. Exactly. Uh, that that, seemed, that that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> he said it, so it has to be true. Yeah. Uh, so when the tire explodes, all the guys like freak out, and Jack's able to get the drop on two of them. Yeah. But then like a third guy comes in, and there's still a fourth guy, um, which MacGyver takes out and then runs away with the girl... And leaves Jack and just says, Jack, when you're done here, yeah. call Bozer and have him meet us at the lab. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Jack is just able... Just takes care of it. To, yeah, Jack's able... I don't know why the episode didn't end here with Jack knocking four yeah. guys out. Yeah. Because how did he get away? Yeah. Um, That's true. If, if this fight continued... Either he lost the fight uh -huh. and was taken captive, or he killed these four guys, <laughs> or knocked them unconscious, and the episode's over anyway, because they caught the guys. Yeah, exactly. Someone I, had to win this fight. Um, I guess the implication that he somehow got into the minivan and was able to and drive. Just drove off. Yeah. Um, with the money. So yeah. these guys are going to pursue him. Well, they do. But what I'm saying is, like, the car isn't driving fast anymore, so now they're just driving a normal minivan, and yeah. they have their souped-up cars. And, yeah, somehow he gets where he's going faster than them. Uh, so he's able to meet up with uh, MacGyver at the lab, which is MacGyver's old treehouse. Right. And MacGyver's got MacGyver the... MacGyver gets there first, walking. Walking with the girl in the yeah. dark, in the woods. And then he takes her up to the treehouse and shows her all of his cool toys that are up there. That still work. Yep. Built the last. He's got a, a telescope that somehow still works. He's <laughs> like, I don't know if this thing even works anymore. I don't know which part of this was organic. I don't know why it would have rotted. It's yeah, a telescope. The telescope is two pieces of glass. <laughs> yep, glass still works. <laughs> glass still a thing? <laughs> uh. And then he gives her a whistle. 
yeah. in case something happens. Yeah, uh, which she never uses, so yeah. pointless. And then he heads down, and right right as he gets to the bottom of the ladder to the treehouse, Jack is pulling up, leading the bad guys directly to their safe house. Mm-hmm. Instead of away. Yeah. Like, to the police station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good thing they got away from that cop earlier, though. Yeah, exactly. But we... The fact that we're not involving the police at this point is only a good thing. Yes. Now that we have the girl and the money, there's no reason to to involve the police. Mm-hmm. But um, Jack says, "Oh well, the the cops are so far away; they're, they're they wouldn't get here in time." And it's like, what? are you kidding? There's like four cops with I could throw a rock and hit four yeah. police cars. Just there. have Riley get on the radio and tell the cops where we are. Yeah. With her magical non-broadcasting ability. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so now they have to worry about these guys coming. So MacGyver and Jack have to come up with a plan. Right. And the plan is to let them take the money. Yeah. And so uh, they, uh, they, the bad guys find the bags full of money, still in the minivan, load it up into their car. And I guess they're fine with not having the girl cause they just drive off. They figured, yeah. oh, well, we got the money. It's, it's a still a win for us. We'll just blackmail them with the money. What? <laughs> you ever want to see this money again? <laughs> like what? No, I, I gave you the money. The money's yours. Give us the girl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay for her. Okay. Just keep trading this money back and forth. I, I've never really understand economics, so yeah. the next day she just gets abducted again at school. <laughs> Mr. Harrison's like, I want her transferred to another class. <laughs> I keep getting punched every day. <laughs> I teach her. You don't make that much money. <laughs> I don't have insurance. Uh, so the bad guy's got the money. And so MacGyver's plan involves his cell phone. But now MacGyver realizes, like, I hope I left the ringer on. Yeah. And so, but he does. And he calls it and the phone starts ringing in the one of the bags. So as soon as the guy unzips the zipper, it triggle, tri- it triggles. It triggles. <laughs> it triggles. <laughs> Pat, stop triggling me. <laughs> What? <laughs> what what were the ingredients again to make the elephant's toothpaste? It's um it's it's like normal like dish soap. Things that again he wouldn't have had in the rental car. Yeah. Like like the gigantic bottle of hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Hang on. It's uh Oh no, that's why he had it. For the for the for the demonstration, you need hydrogen peroxide for the demonstration. Oh, okay. So that, so that is why he had it. Yeah. Okay. You need uh, so you need the hydrogen peroxide, the yeast, uh, water, and dish soap. Okay. Uh, and food coloring for fun. According to this, this. he does add food coloring to it though. Yeah, he, it's red. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he like, takes the time to add food coloring. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as they open the bag, inexplicably, all the chemicals are mixed yeah. now. Yeah, and they they drown in the elephant's Yeah, they all face. drown in, in chemicals. Because <laughs> I mean, it's, it completely fills the car. Yeah, like he uses. They the, cannot breathe without inhaling this. Yeah, this s- thick like polymer. Mass. Yeah. Uh, and so their car crashes, and uh, just then Bozer arrives with the police. And one of the cops is MacGyver's old bully. Right. And he says, well, you're all under arrest. Yeah. And he said, wait, no, I thought you were here to help us. And he said, yeah, well, until we get everything straightened out, I'm taking you all back to the jail. Yeah. You'll all share a cell together. Yeah. 
Uh, turn around Angus, because that's he used to always make fun of his first name. Mm-hmm. It kind of the the fact that the grudge is still there. It kind of reminds me of that scene in uh, the the first reboot of the Star Trek movies, where in that movie Chris Pine like calls this guy Buttercup, like f- like three years prior. Oh yeah, like yeah. like in a bar in the bar fight scene, and then later oh, on yeah, when that yeah. guy's on the ship, he says, "Put your hands up, Buttercup." Yeah. It's like God, you've been holding on to that for three years. <laughs> that, guy's, that guy's had a rough life. <laughs> So the fact that the, the the bully tension is still here yeah. between Angus and uh, his old his old bully, uh, who's now a cop, is kind of like ridiculous. Yeah. But at first, I thought they were getting arrested because Jack says he's going to punch the cop in the face. That that's why. That's exactly why I thought. Yeah. At first. Yeah. But because he's just like, oh, this is your old bully. Oh, I didn't want to have to punch a cop in the face. <laughs> and he's like, all right, put your hands behind your back. He just threatened a police officer. Uh. Also, you tried to kill one earlier when you were throwing stuff out of your car. Also, uh, that police officer called in your license plate, and uh, you know, just because of, you still were breaking the law. Yeah. Like just because you were. Uh, no, but they have like a bunch of get out of jail free cards. I guess. But they use one on uh, Jeremy London here too. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Jeremy London, who's been smuggling drugs, money, uh, is not going to jail. Somehow, just doesn't go to jail. He gets to just. Go back to living with this girl. Just just a drug smuggler and his daughter. Yep. No reason that they should be broken up. <laughs> you can't break up a family. No. Not even a terrible drug smuggling father and his daughter. Yeah. Um, also, the the subplot that the reason that the father was doing this was because he can't... His business is failing and he's going to lose his home. Yeah. So... So the house is going away soon. Yep. She doesn't need a new one. Why would you want to put her in, like, protective custody? But that's why MacGyver shows her the treehouse. This is your home now. Yeah. You live here now. The next uh, time your dad tries to sell you to gangbangers. Here's my phone here. number. Come here and blow this whistle as hard as you can. Maybe I'll hear it in SoCal. Uh, yeah, MacGyver gives her his phone number. Yeah. His personal phone number. Written on the back of a photograph of him. Yep. When he was a kid. It's less weird when I explain that. Is it? Here's my number on my headshot. Please live in my treehouse now. Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't get a lot of closure on certain elements of this episode. Yeah. Well, uh, there, there's more to it than than just that. Yeah. Yeah. Patricia Thornton bails them all out of jail, and also says that she will not pay for Jack's rental car. Right. And I wanted Jack to be like. That's fine. I can take care of it and just pull like a fat stack of money, like he just took one out of the <laughs> out of the like, bag they were dealing with. That's evidence. Well, you know, it's compensation. Uh, no, no, no. The, the money they took is evidence. This is this, just money. This is my money, <laughs> taken from the evidence. Also, this is um, that seemed like a lot of money for a drug ring of just four dudes. Yeah. Pretty sure there's other people involved in this. Well, they're they're just the the handlers. Right, but. Uh, the handlers are the people that you pay to handle things. So the person who paid them will just pay the next handlers to kidnap this girl the next day. That's true. But they did. the handlers hired the dad. So they say, okay, well, we're not going to deal with this mess anymore. Yeah. We'll hire someone else. But it's just there's no way that someone else wouldn't come after them. That's true. They do know something. Yeah. Unless the, unless the, the, the head of this drug ring was smart to keep things compartmentalized. Yeah. Or he's running around like MIB flashing people like, you don't remember anything. Swamp yep. cats. <laughs> Swamp cats. 
<laughs> All I remember is Swamp Gas. Uh, also, there's a not much of a payoff to the joke of the, the rental car, car yeah. where Patricia Thornton got a souped-up like SUV. And then so, he's like, now, did that come from the same rental company? And she says, yeah, they had a bunch of them. It's like, you didn't look around when you were there, Jack? I mean, I guess the joke w- maybe must have been something along the lines of they didn't like Jack. Yeah. And so they, 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 oh, let's give this guy this crappy minivan. But it never comes up in conversation. I don't know. I don't, it, it, it didn't work for yeah, me. Yeah, they don't really explain it. And I still don't understand how you – I mean – Every time I've ever rented a car, when you go and get the car from the lot, you can see the other cars. Yeah, there so are lots of other cars. you know if there cars. were SUVs. And, and I don't even know if it would be, have to be a big lot or a small lot for you to not notice that there were other SUVs there. Like, if it was a huge lot, then there would be lots of cars that you yeah. could choose from. And not just this one car. Because he says this is the last car that they had. Mm-hmm. But if it's a small lot, then there's no way you would miss SUVs. And I don't think I've ever been to a rental car that that only had oh this is our last car, it's like yeah. no that doesn't happen. They don't just hand you the keys and then like pull that car into the lobby of their rental place. You have mm-hmm. to walk out into the parking lot to get it. Well, okay, so here's what I liked. Okay, I liked this episode because it's not a mission. Every episode like we're it's like dealing with some kind of like mission or a new threat. This this was like an actual episode of MacGyver where he just kind of gets mixed up in another right. plot. That's true. With, you know, like he goes back to his hometown and they're like his, the, his friend's kids are on drugs. You know, it's it, like, is this the first one from this series of him interacting with a child that doesn't fit in? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I there's only 10 episodes. I mean, only... I mean, that happened four times in the first 10 episodes of the original series. That's true. <laughs> I mean, the very first episode, um, he's he's hanging out with a kid at the Griffith Observatory. The second mm-hmm. episode, he's hanging out with the kid in Burma. The third episode, he's hanging out with a kid. <laughs> okay, in... hold on. I don't think it counts as hanging out with the kid in Burma. The whole episode, he's saving the kid's family that that is being enslaved by a bunch of. Yeah, but that was part of a mission. His mission was to go That's to true. Burma. That was part of a mission, but. Then the next episode, he just kind of gets wrapped up with the Thief of Budapest. Yeah. So, is, does that count? Well, he was there for a mission. He was there for a mission. Yeah, I. But I'm not. I'm not going on the mission thing. I'm going yeah. on the because like the Kate, thing. the Lafferty thing, uh, Ugly Duckling. That wasn't a mission. He was right. just going there to hang out with his old professor. That was later in the season. That was yeah. like 19. Yeah. Anyway, I like that this wasn't a mission, but there's still like a plot. Like, they're, they're, they're still – this is what the episodes of MacGyver that I liked more when it wasn't a Phoenix Foundation thing, when it was just, like, a thing that he gets involved yeah, um, in. My car broke down and aliens are on the side of the Yeah. <laughs> or I met, this, I met this delightful, kooky old couple of actors and uh, I'm going to destroy their car. Right. Uh, that was kind of a mission, though. He was there to that's get true. that he was, he was He was to get that guy. My favorite part of this episode was when he didn't fold a paperclip into some dumb symbol and then drop it on a table somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's the he, first episode that didn't he happen. He didn't do that, did he? Since the pilot, where that didn't happen. I guess because it wasn't a mission. Yeah. He only does he that only for does missions. He only does that for missions. Did you like this episode? Uh, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> uh, yes. 
Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it all right. I didn't dislike the episode. <laughs> it was better than, than some of the previous episodes. I just, uh, there's some obvious plot holes and people yeah. just randomly disappear from the episode and never come back. But th- that's every episode of this, yeah. sh- this new series. Yeah. Like, like we, we don't get any more with Bozer or Riley. Uh, like, I wish that they had spent, like, obviously not real 20 minutes. But I wish that they had implied that it took 20 minutes to set up the laser microphone. Mm-hmm. Like, shown like a montage of him actually like putting things together and breaking down the CD player into components instead of just pointing the CD player at the window. Yeah. Like, I wish that they had actually broken that down into the individual parts of it to show like this could actually work. Yeah. But instead, it was just like, you, you basically understand what we're saying. We're not going to show any of it. Just trust that it works. Yeah. No, that's not the way the original show did it. The original show, like, you saw every single piece coming together, Mm -hmm. and then it would say, this is how it works together. It just, it felt like a cheap MacGyverism. They're taking science in a concept that they know exists, and they're willing to let the audience suspend their disbelief. Yeah. But that's never been what MacGyver has been about. It's always been about how things work specifically. And, 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 and if it is like an elaborate piece of technology, they explain that this is an elaborate piece of technology that can do these things. Yeah. Um, rather than try to build it. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, Andrea Seitz had sent me a, uh, a screenshot from this episode before uh, it actually aired of him like climbing over the hood mm-hmm. and drawing the comparison to the uh, enemy within scene. And I, I had messaged her back that... Uh, that obviously this wasn't Bannister driving the car right. this time because the Bannister in this series has already right. been killed. Right. Um, but yeah, that's why we had Jack behind the wheel for, for this. But, um, and I guess, would you call that an opening gambit? Cause it was technically a Part chunk of the, of the middle of the episode. That yeah. They put at the beginning. I would say that is not an opening gambit yeah. or if you thought it was, it was misleading right. intentionally. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that they would just, like, the episode would have nothing to do with this yeah. opening game clip, and we would never understand why they were outrunning, like, a, an actual police officer. In Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, like, in North Korea or something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to mention was uh, that I, I told you this recently, that uh, I've been pushing through all the Marvel movies recently, and I decided I should check out some of the TV shows mm-hmm. because I've just seen bits and pieces of the Netflix series, but I noticed that, um, that agents of shield was on Netflix. And so I decided to take a look at that. And in the pilot for agents of shield, like the, the main, uh, agent guy from the show, he is on a mission by himself because he was kind of like a lone wolf initially before they roped him into the shield uh, work that he was doing with the team. Okay. And uh, in the beginning of the episode, he needs to get something out. He needs to steal something from someone. So he goes to, like, uh, he, he dresses up as a waiter. He finds this rich guy. Mm-hmm. He steals a glass with the rich guy's fingerprints on it. And then he takes the fingerprints off of the glass so that he could press them against a hand scanner. Which This is all things that happened in the MacGyver pilot also. Right, right. Um, he took the fingerprints off the glass, placed them against a hand scanner, and an entire wall lifted up in this mansion to reveal a room-sized safe, same as in the MacGyver episode. And he takes the thing out of the safe, and as he's leaving the room, he gets caught, same as in the MacGyver episode. 
And since he's still dressed up as a waiter and he's still holding a silver platter, he mm-hmm. frisbees it at the guy. The same as in the MacGyver. Right, right. So it's just like, is, did they just take this whole beat. cloth from this, this beat for beat. shield thing? But, I mean, like, it, I guess it's possible that those two things were thought up independently, but it just felt like, wow, this is a lot of stuff in a row to have been in both of these pilots. Mm-hmm. But, um, and since then, I've, I've been kind of blown away. I mean, obviously, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting a much bigger budget than MacGyver is. Yeah, yeah. But just watching the watching that show and watching this show, like, that show seems so well put together. <laughs> this show seems... Yeah so flimsy so much of the time like it just seems really cheap and i every review i've read of this show just that's the number one complaint is that it just seems so cheap yeah but um but yeah but i i agree with you this is not the worst episode we've had so absolutely not um and i i actually really liked john hurd's part in the show and i wish he had played a bigger part in the Mm -hmm. episode because he's always great in everything but he was totally believable as a teacher and they even had like some funny banter outside the school before yeah yeah like, they make a joke with Bozer about how he was trying to uh, push the yearbook to include a, a category for uh, most likely to conceive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, of ideas. Of ideas. But, um, but yeah. I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us on Pilers, it's actually called Pliers, I know. <laughs> I finally <laughs> fixed it on IMDb, too. Um you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 1, Episode 11, Scissors, I believe. And that's the last one that we have a name for. Um, and then, at least according to IMDb, there's not another episode this year. So... Like, the next episode has an air date of just January 2017. Yeah. So, um, that that could be the case. Um, and it's also possible that next week's episode might be slightly delayed because I will be out of the state on uh, Friday night. I will be driving to Arizona. So, we might not be up first thing Saturday morning. It might be more like first thing Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be more than a week. So, if you notice that our episode didn't post, don't. Don't forget, don't 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 leave us. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I think that's all we got. Thank you for listening. Thank you.